And welcome to the Top Corner Podcast. It's your host, it's Ibrahim. It's the usual gang. I'm with Elliot. What's up? Elijah. Elijah's <laughs> 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 only communicating in claps this yeah. podcast. I'm clapping Morse today. code podcast. Clapping, maybe. Clapping. Um, again, welcome to the show, people. Uh, thanks for subscribing. Um, we've got a new magazine coming out. Yes, finally. New issue, issue 9. Issue. New issue. We've made it to issue 9. This uh, magazine's now available for pre-order and it's out on the September 2nd Love and Hate Love and Hate is the theme so R&B it's all about album. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not an R&B it's album. like heavily Usher influence <laughs> um, no it's all about like the extremes of what football makes us all feel obviously the love and hate of football um, the extremes of like hooliganism and racism and all these like horrible things about football but then the love of like these little moments that we have just because of football and we try to capture that in this little double issue yeah, um, it's hard to explain it like in a sentence that like it's got two covers either side. Go on Instagram and it flips, it's and you can read it both ways. And no Sick. one is, understands the concept. Let's plug the Instagram right now. The the cover and the front cover and the back cover. Yeah, it's all there. It's on Instagram. Top Corner Mag on Instagram. Yeah, and it's going to be in some stockists as well. So great, we'll, that'll be on our website. We'll keep people informed. You want to throw some names out there? No, maybe? I think it's still secret because oh, I'm Adam confirmed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> until I've had the invoice. No, I don't want to start bragging anything. But yeah, so pre-order that now on um, topcornermagazine.com. It's only five quid. Sick. All right, guys, let's get into this week's games. Um, literally, the last game that's just been played was the Man United-Brighton game. Yeah. Man United lost 3-1. 3-2. 3-2. Shit, I forgot about the last minute. I think last you might have left penalty. it. You didn't see the penalty at the end. No, it? I actually saw the penalty. I just thought it, was, it wasn't it even a penalty. Let's call it 3-1 because <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what it should have been. Really. Yeah, I just feel like he felt sorry for them. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, good game. Love Brighton's performance, man. That was so intense. It was yeah, closing them down. No respect. Amazing. It did not look like Man United should be the better team. It looked like two similar teams having a good game of football. Yeah, which is so depressing if you're a Man United fan because mm-hmm. that's not what you want to be. You want to be. It, if you lose three two to Brighton, you would hope it was like, oh, we had thirty shots and we just couldn't. And we had all this bad luck and so, and it just wasn't the case. Brighton were just a better team in every aspect of the game. Absolutely. At every moment in the game. Just work rate. Their work rate was incredible. Closing them down all the time. Pressure on the ball. Just forcing Man United into mistakes. Like having like a quarterback like Pogba, which is, he just looks like he has no one to get the ball to. It's so sad for them. He was, he was a mix of, there was no one showing for him. And there was no one showing really for Man U, not just for Pogba. Um, there was no one showing for the ball, but also Brighton were just on every player so yeah. much. It looked like there was two players spare to attack the ball every time, which it just mathematically doesn't make sense. But it's just the, the way they played was just so effective. And that's an effective press as well. Like every single player knowing that they have to press. It's not like one player doing it at yeah, a time. It's yeah, like every single player as a team pressing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I've said it, we said it at the beginning of the season, there's going to be a Mourinho meltdown. It's coming. Like yeah. he will not be there. He next was season. he was eerily Ooh. eerily calm in his post match interview, like he was hiding something. That 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 um reporter tried to make Marino slip up. He asked him about individual errors. Marino was like, "I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing <laughs> You're this. Not You're out, not bro. catching me today. <laughs> not today. Catch me at Old Trafford, though. <laughs> you might have a chance yeah. at Old Trafford. Um, but I feel like you know watching. I didn't watch the match. Unfortunately, I was busy sleeping. Like most Man United fans, I was busy sleeping <laughs> during, during the match. But um, what I will say about Brighton is that um, even last season, they built a fortress there. You know, Arsenal went there, lost Man City went there, struggled to beat them. They only beat them 2-0 and, you know, that was like in the last couple of minutes of the match. Um, Chris Hewton Chris knows how to get the best out of his Brighton teams, especially for the big games against the big teams. So this comes to this doesn't come as a shock to me, you know. And they beat Man United last season as well, didn't they? Beat them two 0 Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't yeah, come yeah. as a shock to me. Um, so you know, well done to Brighton, well done to man like Chris. Yeah. The thing, the thing is with that home advantage as well. It's not even like it's. Um, I don't think it's like the fans drag them to these uh, extra performances. I think they just have that comfort at home, and they have a comfort to play however they want to play. So again, today they didn't set up defensively to catch them on the break. They just beat them. They they beat them with better football, and they were more efficient in the final third of the pitch so it's not like they're um up against it and it's like um a wave of just attack and they're like holding on and holding on 
they've just got that comfort of playing however they want to play, especially at home. Yeah. It's harder away from home because the other team usually are going to set the tone and you've got to adapt to that. But it's amazing to be able to play against a team like United and to be the team that's setting the tone of the game, which is insane. Because City, United used to have that like um, aura about them that everyone would just be nervous to play against them. Whereas you compare it to like Manchester City now, that like, what do you do? No team know how to play against them and you've already lost before you've even started the game. Where United are so far from being that team. Yeah, that psychological like scaring people psychologically Fergie, is, is that I mean, I, from one I side of Man United to the other side of Man Manchester, Manchester. but like, I feel like every team has their period Arsenal had that period at, uh, for a little while Man United had that period Chelsea had that period for a no, little while no but I mean like Man United has oh, but they've always, no, no, yeah, they've always been consistent they've been consistently but I, I, I don't scared think, I, don't, like, I don't feel like you're gonna I don't know. It depends on how long Pep's there for, in it. Because if Pep doesn't stay there for that long, if he say, if he, for example, if he leaves next season, how long is his contract? Three years? Or have they extended it? No idea. No idea. So if he if he leaves, for example, that Fairfactor might, yeah. Like I feel like at some point it will wear down. I don't think we're ever gonna see like but a Man feel- United for like, like I like how they had it for like eighteen years. Yeah, course, You're not gonna see that yeah, again. You know, it's gonna but ever but you flow admit different that teams. Definitely got that at this moment in time. Like who Man City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But shout out that. I think them and Liverpool have that because I think Liverpool are uh, team. I'd say Liverpool have got. That. I think Liverpool are team. Liverpool got like a psychological like. I think I more think so than United do. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Man United completely lost it. Teams play United and think they can we get something. Yeah, I think teams are going in against Liverpool thinking this. This could be crazy. This could be a yeah. crazy man. We like could, it could win. be a crazy score. Like. Yeah, it's gonna be a crazy score, like, and they probably will end up effing us up. You yeah, know, yeah. but you know, it's 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 it's. We we'll just have to see. What what, what what I find quite interesting is like, well, one thing I think is amazing is that this new transfer window, where now now that they've lost this game, I feel like Mourinho would have gone on the offensive and been like, "Yo, I need players now. Please go out." What's that guy's name? Is it Woodward? Edward, yeah, Edward or something. Yeah, yeah. Like he would have like had a go and said, "See what I've got now. See what I've got to deal with. Now go get me some players." And that's not even available. Like he cannot do that. That's so. Like um, I watched the game with Adam Shower of Top Corner Magazine. He's a creative director. And he, Shaz. He said exactly the same thing. He said it. This this performance was like uh, this performance was like a. Um, Jose Marina uses uses his players to like show that I haven't got enough. Yeah. I need. And it was like he played Bai and. Lindelof. Uh, Lindelof almost as like sacrificial lambs of like look I need another centre back mm. but you can't go and sign another centre back this is all you've got yeah. but it seemed like one of those early performances trying that he designed trying to prove a point exactly <laughs> Eric Bailly was just yeah, I, like, yeah. I, like I like him though I like him maybe just had maybe just had odd game I, I, Lindelof, I, Lindelof I don't Lindelof I don't, I don't rate Michael Adam Bailly was um, unfairly criticised a lot of the time and they were saying oh they, they got no centre backs and I kept thinking oh, but Bailly's a good player after today, like I'm not so sure. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, to stick fair, up for him. I think he's. I honestly think him and Sanchez of Davison Sanchez of, of Tottenham are gonna be like the future Premier League, like major, like. I wouldn't go that best far. You, Bayi was terrible. Bayi was, he wasn't great, but I think the amount of pressure that they had on them from Brighton yeah. players and his options and the choices that he made. But he's got Lindelof next to him. I think I don't understand why Smalling isn't ahead of Lindelof. Yeah, I was asking. Like where, Smalling where? isn't great. Don't get me wrong, but he he's quite experienced in the Premier League, and yeah, but he's so suspect as well. Is I, he I more suspect than Lindelof? Lindelof? No, no, no. Like no. So I no, feel like no. you're right. He's he's sacrificed I, I, Lindelof. I think maybe Lindelof. You probably I would say with Lindelof, you'd hope that he would get better. Yeah. With with um Jones and Smalling, you know that you know what you're getting. You're getting a mistake of a shadow. You get one mistake, but you, you got to think. I feel like so, that's all it takes, though. All yeah, it takes yeah, is yeah, one mistake, bro. Jones and Smalling, I still think are like a decent pairing when it comes to like average teams. Brighton is an average team. In they the were Premier very League. good at the start of yeah. last season. I remember that Jones looked like he was very comfortable. Yeah. Jones should be but then it's like they have the one shaky game and then their confidence is like yeah. rocked and then they're and like then the media get after him yeah and, and then he gets into gets they, to them they need to be mentally stronger then but by also I feel like he's technically I feel like he's usually a great player a great defender I think he obviously got injured last season yeah. came back and then was told sorry you're not going to get into the team because there's players that want to get into their World Cup team so therefore you're being sacrificed because your country's not going to the World Cup which is something that Mourinho did and I think that's a negative on Bailly because obviously he's that was his first season in the Premier League last yeah. season, wasn't it? So yeah. it's like that's uh, what it's his second season for. Might be second. Might second season. Second season. I feel like he deserved like he was way better than. A lot I do. Of I do think like if you're injured for that amount of time and to come mid season mm-hmm. is not the easiest thing. I wouldn't necessarily put him straight back into mm-hmm. the team because like he's not up to pace yeah. with the game in it. So yeah. I don't blame anyone for not. 
bringing him in. Um, but, but I, I think he's a good. I think he's a good defender. Yeah, and I also I feel that's the reason like, he's had such a shit game today. Like, I feel like he's gonna like grow into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think you have to kind of have faith with him. I just worry about. So the 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 pros of playing Bai and Lindelof together would be that they can develop together. Yeah. But Mourinho has just proven for years that he just can't develop anything. He can't develop any players. So I don't. He I, needs ready-made players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we know that obviously he wanted another centre back, which is why he uh, was it. They bidded for Godin, or they like sent a package. Yeah, and Alderweireld was the player they should have got. As yeah. Well, they said they had him, and then Tottenham needed to buy another another replacement yeah, yeah of so. course yeah. But it's, a, it's a second game it's a long season maybe they'll settle in maybe I, I still don't understand the midfield choices as well why why was Matage even on the bench maybe Matage is injured at the moment actually because I was thinking sure. Matage should be yeah, Matage, well, Matage would have played Matage would have played, yeah, played but he, he said be, it was Pereira um, he must Fred, be, he must be injured Pereira, Pereira was hooked at half time yeah so I'm thinking he must be injured if you get Matage as a defensive midfielder Fred on, on one side Pogba on one side Fred is pretty defensive minded player yeah but you have two defensive-minded midfielders and then you've got Pogba just let him let loose. Him free, yeah. you know? Let him do his and, thing. And play Rashford and Lingard. Unless yeah. it's because of the well, World Cup. I think it's the World Cup. Yeah, I think it's the World Cup. Because he likes Lingard. Like, yeah. We all know he likes Lingard. And he came on and he played. Like they played a bit better. But we, we say it's because of the World Cup and then Lukaku started today. Yeah, true. And they went as deep as... I think, but I think, he, he, I think he prioritises Lukaku over everybody else. I think he sees Lukaku as his own stri- only striker. But let's not get away from Brighton played amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a great Glenn, finish. Glenn Murray's goal. Glenn Murray's yeah. finish. Oh, my so God. God. Sick, that was so sick, good. Sick, Slick. Amazing. And the, way, the way he lost Lindelof as well. I mean, it yeah. was bad by Lindelof, but he did sneak around the back yeah, of him. Right timed the run right. It was like lovely But the finish was amazing. Good movement, good movement. What did you think of the penalty at the end? Did you actually think that was a penalty? Because I actually, honestly, I didn't. Like wasn't. Oh, I, I didn't think it was a penalty. I completely missed it, to be Did honest. You? I thought it was a, Fellaini I thought it was a free kick, and then the I out only realised it was a penalty as he was like running up. I, was I, absolutely I saw a clip, and I was like, that ain't no damn penalty. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't enjoy the referee's performance. I thought there was, for both teams, he just kept blowing the whistle, like in not even aggressive tackles. It was like 50-50s, and he'd blow the whistle in one favour of, of one team, which I think, just let the game play, man. Like, this is a physical game. You need fifty fifties are a big thing in the Premier League. Like you can't. I think they start of the season. They're always over the summer. They have those like referee summits and stuff. Yeah, and they're always told you need to clamp down on this, mm. clamp down on that. And the, the first handful of games are always so harsh. Yeah, the referees are so harsh on everything, and then they ease up. As Completely the ease goes. up. Completely. Yeah. And then like they ease up to the point. They ease up to the point where at, by the end of the season you're like, <laughs> we need to change everything. <laughs> 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 so then they're back to the summit. Then they go back, back to the start. It's a never ending cycle, bro. Uh, let's move on from that game. Um, you guys enjoyed the Tottenham game. The Tottenham... Tottenham Enjoy, beating. Yeah, enjoyed isn't uh, the right word for it. <laughs> I don't ever enjoy watching Tottenham win. That Tottenham beating... Fulham. Uh, Fulham. Yeah, it's a weird... Like, Fulham have lost both their opening games now, but they look all right. I they think they're like, going to be sick. Yeah, I think I'm, they're I'm gonna looking gonna forward be... to them playing a, a similar sort of yeah. level team to them and then maybe battering them yeah and getting finding their feet in the Premier League a little bit more yeah you can see them just like having a game where they'll score four or five yeah because they create they create so much up front I, um, but Tottenham were very good and Harry Kane finally got his August goal the world's ending in a couple of weeks time the what the world's ending why is this Harry Kane's got an August something's happening yeah something's happening sign of the end time. yeah it's a, <laughs> it's a sign I'm telling you it's fine I don't think there was ever really a, it's just a hoodoo that everyone put made into it's a nice that it's over isn't it yeah stop talking about it now but I will say in terms of Fulham I think I do think this season does depend on Mitrovic because I, I thought he was in the first game I thought he was amazing and second I thought game? the second game I thought in the first game I didn't I don't think I said this but I thought here, his link up play with um Scherler yeah, was amazing. Shola didn't play this. this to the bench. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, he should have played in my opinion. Um, but I do think because his goal, like great improvisation, like talk about awkward, yeah, yeah, awkward positions to be in. Like he just got there in front of um the defender. Um, so like when I see him and Sessigno, I think like him, Sessigno, and um Shola, if they can like link up together, I think they'll have a, a really strong. I, I think that season. season in the championship actually really helped Mitrovic. Like he yeah. just seems hungry now, and I think now that he's got a taste for goals in the championship, he's like. And he knows wow. that Fulham, I think he's he's probably a confidence player in the way that he wanted to be valued and mm. Fulham obviously value him. Yeah, yeah, um, And you can see he plays a little bit more freedom rather than when he, he was coming on a sub for Newcastle and trying so hard to make an impact. Too hard. Just getting sent off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But now he's maybe it's a little bit more re- relaxed. That and he's got he, a manager that trusts him. Like Yeah, and he's not going to completely be dropped out of the team if he has yeah. a bad performance because yeah. they, tr- they rely on him a lot for like the system they play. Yeah, Sessegnon's an amazing player, isn't he? He's good. It's he's nice. Good. To, so I, I've obviously heard a lot and read a lot about him in the championship and then saw him a handful of games. But just seeing him in person, it's like, it's great. Mm. He's good. He's 17 still. 
Him and Kenny's good as well. So yeah, got, is I, he, I don't think he's 17. Is he 18? No, he's 18. He might be 18. He might be 18. But like, yeah, he's very, ready. Very young. I forgot that, you know. Watching him play yesterday, I kind of forgot that he's so young. Like, you, I'm excited to see him develop. He's going to be in a... Like, I, th- I thought he was just like a nippy fullback. He was yeah. playing fullback and wingback for a long time. And I thought he was all about pace. But he plays some great full beat, through balls. And he's great link-up playing stuff with Mitrovic. He's so good. I wouldn't be surprised if you see him playing further forward. No, but they, they already have. I feel like they've like, as a winger. Playing, like, left wing, left wing back for, in the championship. Okay. But now he's like a out and out wing attacking yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And I get. I was like, I think they see him as like kind of in a weird way. They're Zaha basically, you know. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like just bombing down the yeah, wing yeah. and just like causing man so much trouble. Yeah, yeah and yeah, that's yeah. it. I think I think they understand that you need in the Premier League. You need to have a player that's causing some kind of distraction and havoc at a defense. I'm not worried about Fulham. I'm not either. Solid, I think they're gonna solid. I think they're gonna beat like most of the middle teams slash yeah. bottom yeah. teams. Yeah. And hopefully stay up. I'm not worried about it. what did you think about Tottenham? Tottenham you know how he said oh Tottenham haven't bought any players. Right? Yeah. I just think Pochettino's being really smart with his substitutions and just switching the team up. Just I think it's actually really smart. And we forget that I think he, Lucas Mora when he came in in January, last January that's like a de- he's a decent player. Like. His hairline is mad though. His hairline is mad. It is mad. Game. I saw him, yeah, and I thought ET was playing, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. Bro, right, you know mad. you can get that sorted out nowadays, though. Bro, bro. Like, look at Ray Rooney. He yeah. needs like, Rooney yeah, he needs to make Rooney's. Safari arm. did it in uh, <laughs> I know hip hop, but <laughs> Safari did it. It's a big thing, bro. Like, but his bro. hairline was black. I saw the way he curled that ball into the net. I was like, you need to curl that hairline back onto your <laughs> yeah, head, bro. The opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> curl that hairline back onto your head, bro. <laughs> like the ball, bro. <laughs> Nah, but he, I think just the way that they're, they're switching up the, the, the teams and the substitutions are early. You see Sissoko's more of like, he's starting the first game for them. Yeah, yeah. I think they've got a decent full squad. I think it will kick in at some point. Like we need... Oh, by, 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 by December. January. By December. Yeah. Them men are going to be tired. Yeah. It's, Harry, it's always Harry Kane. He is... So I think their squad is deeper than a lot of people give him credit for because of like Lucas Moura, um, Eric Lamella that comes on and stuff. Attacking midfield-wise, they got a little bit more depth. And even at centre-back, they got a few players if Alderweireld decides to come back. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, but it's Harry Kane. You just don't, they, don't, they can't rotate Harry Kane unless it's Son that plays up front. Where's Son? Like that. I think, well, Son's gone to the Asian Cup, remember? Is it? Just so he could get out of Is that now? Duty. Is that on? Um, I think that's, yeah. I don't know when. Uh, oh, crap. I didn't know. I was yeah, wondering where. He's like, my, he's like my second favourite player Son in the Premier League. No, we love, so how, how do we feel about the... Tottenham Stadium that's obviously I think that happened last week but we had already recorded and stuff I think homelessness is a big thing in society Um, (laughs) it's a shame that it's happened in football as well (laughs) Um, LOLs (laughs) LOLs for me you'd be fuming there right if I I was a Tottenham fan and you've been told that we've got to build a stadium and we're not signing players because we're building a stadium and you get a season ticket knowing that you're going to be in this new stadium and it might be people that have bought a season ticket the first time thinking I'm not going to go at Wembley because it's not an act, our stadium I want to go to the new stadium and get a season ticket and then you're told that half the season I reckon it's going to slip, slip into next year I don't think it'll be October that they think it's going to be so what when when was it meant to be done by? the start of the season oh, so first game to, okay. first game was supposed to be or say, you know, first home game was supposed to be new and stadium. then now it's been dropped back to October I think there's a date that they have to hit um because Wembley, they could they have to stop playing at Wembley yeah. because there's some international games or well, something. They said NFL game, but they said they're going to yeah. try and play that 24 hours after. Oh, that NFL game's going to be big. It's just, <laughs> oh, just throw that out there. I think <laughs> it's just like uh, missold goods or something. If you buy a season ticket for a stadium and then you're told you're not even going to that stadium, mm. I, I I don't understand how people aren't getting refunds or something like on their. I don't season think, I don't think it's a big Daniel deal. Oh, yeah, I don't think it's that big a deal. But I think da- David, is it Daniel David, Levy, David, David Levy, he's the devil. But that man won't give no one a refund. No. Oh yeah, no chance. You mad? They can't I sign think players. They're not going to give fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. You mad? But like, I don't think. I don't, I don't think it's that bit. I think by the t- when the stadium's built, everyone's going to forget about. And it. I think everyone's and they know so that. happy about yeah, it. They know like, they're not going to. It's going to be like when the stadium's built and everyone's able to go, and it's going to be even bigger than yeah. what it was probably even the beginning of the season. And also, what a quick turnaround! Like when people build new stadiums, it usually takes years upon years. What it's taken? What a year? Yeah, they've only had to play at Wembley. Yeah. yeah, but then they, they were, they were, they were building in half home. a stadium yeah. at one stadium. Yeah. I will say for all Tottenham, the Tottenham fans, Tottenham board, what you should have done is watch your good mates at Arsenal and how we did it. Yep. On time, baby. No. On yeah. freaking time. And then like, what, eight <laughs> years, eight years of not buying any players. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's how, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Like one year of not playing any players and, the, and, and we and did and how many years. And the atmosphere listen, being flat. Listen, you don't know how long that's going to last for. Like, like, listen, buying a stadium costs money. No, it does. 
We're clearly seeing that they no, ain't spending no they money. Spend they spent no money for two stars. Like, I last think that's season. wild that they saw the Arsenal blueprint, saw how bad it went. Like, but so, like, but like, that's not. Think, but that's oh, not, we're gonna avoid this. But, they, but that's, there's only so much you can do because like, like money doesn't grow in trees. No, it doesn't. But then, but then I was, I was sort of saying it's last long term, week, long term. I was saying last week, and it's sort of an emerging thing that teams aren't making money through their stadiums anymore. They're not making money through ticket sales. Mm. So I don't understand what the need is to get a bigger stadium. I, I think it's probably like, one, it's like, you want to look like a big club. Like, if you're Tottenham, you're looking at, like, don't lie, yeah, there's a reason why people call it Shy Hot Lane. It's a rundown stadium, isn't it? Like, yeah. you, when you see in Arsenal, when you see in Chelsea, when you see in these modern new stadiums, you yeah. want, because Crystal freaking Palace market, are going to get a new stadium. More marketable to exactly. sponsors. Yeah, yeah it's like, way, like, they can make more money through the sponsorships uh, by a, buying a new stadium. Truth. <laughs> yeah, you're so, right, yeah. like, you know, stadium rights and whatnot. Like, all they that money that. they're going to make with their cheese room or whatever it's <laughs> they got. <laughs> yeah, like, so... Yeah, but, but their performance was pretty good. Yeah, solid. As uh, you expect Ali, from a Tottenham, Deli Ali back to his usual like self, getting him. Getting in, did he get in trouble? No, no. I just mean like just being there. Oh, and Harry Kane even not just because he scored, but Harry Kane look he's starting to look fitter and he looks less run down. He does it every. It is every August, every start of the season. It's like oh, he's knackered. He's still recovering, still recovering, but he get there eventually. And also, he's like he's quite a cumbersome person that sometimes I think people look at his performances and think he looks really slow but that's also kind of how he plays yeah and unless he's banging them in you sort of focus on like oh he doesn't look right or something yeah nah of course but we are, we'll see about this there's their squad depth like in around Christmas or something when they're finally in that new stadium then they might need that little bit of extra boost because they're going to be knackered I think, I think they probably plan in January to make a few additions possibly yeah we'll yeah. see I think it'd be I think it'd be desperate things what do you guys think of um, Ali's like little viral sensation going on oh yeah. stupid can you do it yeah go on can we <laughs> That's what I you're getting yeah. from me, but you're getting for all those that didn't see that. I gave them the middle finger. I ain't doing that bullshit. Go on. No, I, I refuse. No, I'm a West Ham fan. I'm not doing it. I'll I'm not soiling it. my hands. Oh, nice. Very good. Thanks. I have actually tried. And I was been, like, yeah, I mean, I'm only vexed. I've been trying in my bedroom for so long for the last few <laughs> years. I've been, I've been like, I saw Pochettino doing it, and I actually slowed down the video to see how the hell we change it. Yeah. How does he do that? How do I mean, Deli Ali is so smart at marketing himself. Oh, oh man, he him and Lingard are like full on marketing like machines. I don't know where it is, man. He, he's having meetings with his agent and stuff like. What am I doing next? All testing out handshakes and yeah, testing yeah. out hand movements. Who just like, hang on, do that again. He's like, that's son, it, he's that's like it. Son, Son's not around at the moment. He's at the Asian World Cup. I can't have, I don't have no handshakes to go around. So let me just do, <laughs> let me just do our own celebration by myself or something. <laughs> so weird. Um, on to the next game. Uh, Elijah. Arsenal versus Chelsea. Chelsea versus Arsenal. Best game that's of the weekend. Game that clearly showed that neither team wanted to defend. Nope. <laughs> neither oh, team wanted to defend. Bro. I think this weekend showed that like, or the weekend that defending forgot or something. Every yeah. team has been shocking at the back. R- Crazy. As an Arsenal fan watching that, um, I mean, first thing first, like, the def- where was the defence? Like, I don't know why we play such a high line against Chelsea with all their fast. Willie, you got William and, and freaking Pedro. They must have been thinking, Christmas has come early. Honestly, like, I, I, I looked at it and I looked at kind of like Bellerin and Monreal and you have um, Mustafi and... Socrates. Bro, I just thought to myself, it's just a recipe for disaster. For us to press them in the way that we did, we didn't press them hard enough. Or fast enough. Um, or as a team. Or as a team. So therefore, like, the way Chelsea played in the first half an hour, like, people said that we were bad against City. I think Chelsea made us look even worse. Yeah, no, they definitely did. I can't, I can't tell you how many, like, over-the-top balls William Pedro got. And it was just, I was just like, really? Like, really? Like, this is really happening? I think it, they went they went 2-0 up so easily that... They thought it was one. Yeah. And they did, they did step off a little bit of just, like, that kind of, let's develop into possession football or whatever. Um... But the the positive for Arsenal is that when you've got the ball, you still do, do look very good. Um, you had like you could have had four or five in that first that half first from Aubameyang misses and Mkhitaryan misses. But there were so many chances because Chelsea defended just as poorly as Arsenal did mm. in a different way. They were just like dropping so far back and they weren't tracking the late man into the box. Yeah. Um, so I think there is there was something for Arsenal to see. I think the three two made it look better than it was. I thought Arsenal were the worst. The worst, worst of the two teams. I don't think Arsenal Chelsea had the better chances out of the two teams. Yeah, I, you could say that. But then I think second, I think second, second half, half we didn't play. Yeah. We Chelsea, didn't play. You just and Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. Hazard changed the game when he came on. Yeah, of and, course. Um, 
Lacazette Lacazette what are you doing bro you need to hang your head in shame no bro before you get to Lacazette there's obviously the first half chances which Aubameyang Mr. Shitter Lacazette Lacazette losing that but playing that pass back that was it wasn't the pass back it was the effort yeah the pass back was stupid in it but like when when Hazard left you like he left you on a date yeah it was mad Madman just sidestepped and you were like and I didn't like it's like he kind of ran to go after Hazard for I'm like, I'm, I'm like and say what the fuck am yeah. I doing running back bro? I don't, that's not my job and I was like no like you lost the ball he sidestepped you walked past you get clap, you better clamp him clamp him take him out and well we saw the end result for that making a mistake is fine it's the, well you know in a lot of ta- a lot of ways making a mistake is fine it's how you recover from yeah, it yeah. You know, in life and in football when, when a player if you're in the stands and you're watching that game like seeing a player not try and rectify their mistake is the yeah. most frustrating thing especially when you know that player thinks that he should be starting yeah <laughs> like bruv you're on the bench yeah. like yeah. like uh, you got a new manager who is he's the modern excellence so like for you to do what you just did like surely in your head you must be thinking i need to make sure that whatever the mistakes i do make Aren't i'm re- yeah yeah i've got i've got to recover make sure that the, we don't we the team doesn't get punished for the mistakes i made and like i saw that i was just like yo that energy that energy isn't good i didn't like that um but you know, it was a, the result isn't down to him; it's down to the team as a whole. The team just didn't play good defensively. I, I think obviously we all knew Arsenal defensively aren't one of the best, better teams in the top six or in the Premier League defensively. So I'm pretty, I'm, I'm actually quite happy with the performance in terms of. I thought we might have had an issue in attack as well. Like obviously, Özil is not really doing what he should be doing. We've got Iwobi who's been on off. Uh, he was on yesterday though. He was on yesterday exactly, and Mkhitaryan again an on off player. But still, I think had like a decent little spell. He, he, yeah, yeah. I think McTier- like had a little. Up until, up until before he scored, up until when he scored, yeah, I was roasting yeah, him. Yeah. I was like, "Bro, you're losing the ball all the time." Even the first goal was technically his yeah. fault because he didn't track back. Track back, but then what was Bellerin doing? Right, chasing out players out there. No, like, Bellerin's doing what Bellerin does for the last two to three years. But <laughs> Bellerin's, I don't know what he's doing. But like Chelsea. Ross Barkley, I like him. It's crazy. I like, I like him a lot. Based on manager. I like him a lot. Suddenly, <laughs> like Ross Barkley is starting Premier League games. I like him a lot, Everton fans. <laughs> thank, well, don't thank you, but like, I like him a lot. He's looking good in that blue t- in that blue shirt. It's crazy <laughs> that Bakayoko was like who Conte favoured, and then Bakayoko's, Bakayoko, like sorry, knew straight away Bakayoko's going out on loan to AC Milan, yeah. and Barkley's coming in. Barkley. I'm not down for it. Like, he looks good. It's good. He's, he's having that resurgence that. Uh, Victor Moses had under yeah, Conte yeah, yeah, yeah. or something yeah. just like picking this obscure player mm-hmm. like oh he's really good but no one has noticed it Yeah. Um, obviously when he Barkley had potential for years and years and years he's always been potential it's only one game that he's had a good game but he looked very good mm. Yeah. I was like excited to see it because again he's, he plays in that position for England that is like our weakest position that mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. centre of midfield attacking midfield kind of area mm-hmm. um, hopefully he's like kicks on and keeps going yeah let's I not forget he was playing against Arsenal like a shit no but like he played open, good he played good team, he, yeah, he very played, open but he played good yeah, last week as well yeah, like, yeah, like and I've seen him in pre-season he's been playing good consistently I think we're going to see a, a different yeah like, a different like we're going to see Ross Park that we saw at at Everton but like playing for a better team we always going to have more chances and he ain't going to have like you're not worried that once Sesk is fit that he'll nah. just be Sesk who? you got like Hazard on the bench and there's players Yeah, Chelsea still aren't to their full strength fitness wise mm. so I don't know if well Barkley's doing the best he can possibly do so if he's playing as well as he can now maybe he does keep, keep his spot at least he's doing that yeah. But I'm not sure he'll keep his space. I think he will. I don't. I don't think Cess is gonna. I think obviously he will rotate, of course. But I don't see Cess just walking into the into yeah. the squad like that. Um, what do you think about? Um, well, again, Gondozi had a great match for Arsenal. Yeah, good, good, good player. He hit that ball into Bellerin for was it the no? It wasn't the goal. It was the, goal, it was the chance that Lekas not Lekas it a bummy I missed. That was and a freaking ball, and he went. At, and that's what you want as an Arsenal fan. Passionate. You want someone that's gonna go crazy when we're not scoring. Scoreable chances. Yeah, he's he's making Jacker look worse and worse. <laughs> I mean, that's that's only that's only going to get more and more as Gwendozi's like obviously going to get better. He's going to find his get calm. Like he's so brave with the ball, yeah. but those some of those passes and some of those um, moves are going to start coming off for him, mm. and he's just going to get even the gulf between him and Jack is going to get Mad. more. It's but crazy. I know what Jack has got to add to his game there's nothing I don't expect anything more than what he's doing now which is bad it's crazy yeah. uh, well, do you think so do you guys think uh, as Torreira like settles in Torreira will eventually he'll be the one of course I feel like defensively in the second half we were a lot better than what we were in the first mm-hmm. half and it's no surprise that what's his name Torreira Torreira like he came in and, and played like he, we saw a better midfield 
um, game from Arsenal in the second half, mm-hmm. which shows that he's had an effect or he had an effect or those two together have an effect on the team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think Xhaka um, either needs to step up his game or go back to Switzerland. Um, and then on his, the managers, the new manager, um, Unai Emery's like changes, being brave, braver than Wenger was anyway, like taking off players that aren't playing well at halftime, yeah. taking off Ozil taking at off 60, Ozil, 70 minutes rather than just letting him play the whole game. Yeah. I think that was a good move. To pretty brave, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think you can see how encouraging he is when he sees something he likes, and you yeah. can see those those moves that Arsenal, uh, the build-up play sometimes was so on point, and it was obviously like that's what he's trying to install in the team, and he's so encouraging of that. So there's a, you can see at least he's, there's an energy, and you can imagine him going into training being like, and and that analysing all that play and being like, this is what you're doing well, this is what you're doing well, so you stick to that. Mm. Um, I like Sari as well, actually. I yeah, Sari I think he's a good like manager. Who was who was that was saying that he's gonna have a shit? Was it? I, didn't, I said I, I'm you, not. Right? I didn't say he's gonna well, have a shit season. You said something about him. Though. I said I don't. Him a little bit. No, I said I don't know whether he's good he's enough up to the Premier League. Well, to win the Premier League, that's what they want in it. They want someone that's gonna win. I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna win the Premier League. To be honest with you, in his time there, I'm not sure. Um, giant T-shirt. This and he's did he not have a pack, a pack of cigarettes during while he was on the mat? Like oh, he had a, I don't know. I don't know. Unlike um, Sports Bible, they like they had there was like pictures of him like waving around, like his hand around, and like in his hand, it looked like he had a box of cigarettes in his hand. It looked pretty real, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. But I, I like I like him as a manager. I just didn't know whether he's the type of manager type of manager that's gonna win the Premier League. Okay. I don't see him getting Chelsea to City or or Liverpool's level. Fed. But they could challenge, you never know. Um, and then obviously, might as well just talk about it. Arsenal are going to be playing West Ham next week. West oh, Ham lost a shite. to Bournemouth. Yeah. 2 1. It was a horrendous performance. But then I don't, you know, I don't want to talk about West Ham. No, because it's sad. Let's talk about Bournemouth. Bournemouth were, second half were really, really good. Because you two did say that you might think that Bournemouth might go down this yeah, season. Yeah, I, 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 said I was that. shocked. I was hurt by that. Me and Eddie were hurt. Well, I, I think in, their, <laughs> in the first half, they showed why they could be got at um, and they weren't very good in the first half but they got what was it the stat was like 21 um, wins from behind like yeah. in the Most last of, season yeah. and including this season the highest, the highest. The highest. and it's like by, by six or seven games mm-hmm. which is crazy you know it's either you can see, I always find those, like, those kind of stats interesting because it's either Eddie Howe's not setting the team up right mm. or he's making some changes that completely change the game mm-hmm. so you never know if it's a good or a bad thing for a manager but, but they they changed their system and they in the second half they were just really good. They adapt. I like stats like that. If I'm a fan, I love that because it shows it just shows that my team ain't ever gonna like Aye. yeah yeah we're gonna go to the end baby. So like no matter you might be being a three 0 we're gonna try and come back. But we gotta yeah. admit like Bournemouth have all, like they've got firepower up front. Oh yeah they've yeah got yeah. A lot of firepower. Callum Wilson and and is it Josh Joshua Josh King? King? Oh they, yeah. I love them. And then you got you Fraser know, who's like very energetic. Oh yeah yeah, yeah Fraser like I love seeing any team come to season to go to West Ham and you can see these players like condolences and <laughs> and Ryan Fraser in person it's like he's an amazing player to watch because mm. he is so clearly so much smaller than everyone and the, the way that he uh, turns on the ball and everything he was high he's so technically good there's a player that played for um, uh, Bournemouth he's like I think he was like number 20 he looks like, look a bit like Tintin oh Brooks yeah yeah. He's, I think he's a, a championship or lower league player that they I like signed. I like him he yeah, had he a good game good. yesterday he had a good game yesterday so how are you feeling about obviously playing Arsenal it's probably the best time for you guys to play each other like us to, well, I'd say both teams guys. are going into that thinking yeah. oh we can try and rectify yeah, yeah. our season somewhat yeah. Um, well not rectify the whole season but just like you, as in like, you know, like kickstart like, yeah kickstart that's a good better word um, I don't know I don't, I don't know what to say I mean it's Arsenal are at home I'll give that Mm. I would think that means a lot. I am fully confident of our win. It is certified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because I, oh, I was talking to... A, um, Can't wait to clip that one. <laughs> <laughs> certified. I was talking to a, a Man United friend and I was like, yo, I'd rather be in our position than Man United's because obviously we've had two hard teams so far and we've lost to both, but we've kind of seen like the development or maybe what's, going, what's still wrong and what could be better. And you can, you can kind of like measure things. And you guys have played Bournemouth and your first game was against Liverpool. Liverpool, you could kind of like... Write that off. Yeah, yeah write that fine. off. Bournemouth, obviously, you're thinking shit. Actually. That was, a, it was poor, yeah. That's pretty poor. So maybe this game will be like, you know... But again, uh, I know you laughed at me last week. I can see a lot of parallels between Arsenal and West Ham and the way... When we've got it's the... mad. You keep saying that. <laughs> we, we are like the a shit version of what Arsenal were doing. That we're so bad at the back, but when we've got the ball, West Ham look okay. 
that we like our build up play is quite good and we look threatening in front of goal. But defensively, I mean, it's not even West Ham and Arsenal. It is a majority of the teams in the Premier League defensively look shocking. Yeah. I don't know if it's the start of the season. Maybe this is what happens. Yeah, maybe. But it was only there weren't many clean sheets this weekend. Cardiff and Newcastle, maybe it's the worst game I've ever watched. But, <laughs> um, uh, by the way, we still think Cardiff are, like looking terrible. They got so lucky. They they got and what was the bet that you guys had yes last week? It was like you said. No, you said like jumping the gun that Cardiff would get the lowest. Yeah, under uh, under twenty under points. 20. And and you was under like thirteen. Th- yeah, thirteen. Yeah, I don't they got one. Like, they got one right now. They're so on the board. Yeah, <laughs> should we mark it on the wall somewhere? <laughs> they got <laughs> one. All right, cool. Let's go to the second section of the the pod. Yeah, uh, we're gonna follow the theme of the magazine issue nine, uh, love and hate. Um, yeah, I want to celebrate the magazine coming out by being really negative generally about we're going to sort of focus a little bit on the hate section of our magazine and in, in particular um one of our writers chris smith wrote an amazing article about hate in football and generally hate in like modern society and how we how we sort of uh display hate it games and on twitter and social media now and why football is like a such a platform for all this kind of weird low level anger for a lot of people at the moment it's a really amazing article and buy the magazine just to read this article at least because it's fantastic. Um, I wanted to ask you guys because there's, there's also another piece sort of just generally. Um, is there anything about football that you've been re- witnessing recently or just generally that you just hate? And it is a, is a, do you think it's a worry for the future of the game or anything? V-A-R. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was how you <laughs> take into this season's podcast until you mentioned... See, I could, oh. I, I'm, I'll argue... Straight back at that, but go on with. Do you actually is that your your uh, that scare you looking into the future? Yeah, like I just feel like I want football to be. I want everyone sure. to. Ha- I want it to be a sport. I don't want it to be like a technical. Like yeah. I get elements of the game need to be technical, um, or technology needs to uh, have an influence on different parts of the game. I don't mind go go line technology. That's just a given. Like if the ball crosses the net. It's a goal, in it? There's but a like, right and wrong about yeah. That. Um, but for me, VAR, I just don't like the fact that referees have to second guess themselves. Number one, number two, I don't like the fact that referees will just rely on VAR. You might just get a freaking robot to referee the match. In my opinion, I just feel like I like mistakes. Even when it happened to my team, I I'm love that you. shit. It's, it represents it. life. It's, it's life. Yeah, it's life. life. This is, football is life, life, my brother. Life. Sometimes shit don't go your way. It don't happen. Like yeah. it just, it just take the L. Yeah, you gotta take it. You need to learn how take, Come listen, back next week. People that are living, yeah, living life, yeah, learn how to take the L. <laughs> learn how to take the L and um, keep keep it moving. Yeah. Keep it moving. I agree with you. I agree. With I you. don't it, like it represents yeah, yeah. life completely. Mistakes happen. Nothing can be. Oh, let's go back. Let's rewind that and let's try and correct it. That don't happen in life. So well, it shouldn't I've, happen in football. I've missed it. I've missed the uh, VAR from World Cup. You've missed it? Yeah. It, not so much this weekend. I can't really think of much this weekend where I kept thinking about it. But the first weekend of football, there was like these odd decisions that weren't fair. Or especially there was one in particular, an offside goal against West Ham. And I was just like this sudden moment of just like, go to VAR, go to VAR. And I just knowing that it wasn't going to happen was a bit like sad. Hmm. And I don't know why. I think there was a little, there's a, there's a, there is an added excitement of of asking for it and wanting it and calling for it. And there's, I wasn't expecting that, but there is a bit of, it adds something that is new to the game. But I do, quite like but, something but new do you, coming into but the But game. do you not think, yeah, okay, you're, you're at a football match, okay? Um, you've got 60,000 fans. You're playing Man United at Old Trafford. No, 70,000 fans at Old Trafford. Every tackle that West Ham make, it's the crowd, that, not even the players, the crowd are saying, V-A-R. <laughs> like it just like where does it stop yeah because then the fans are demanding it the players are demanding it, the managers are demanding it you, like it's going to take over everything and it's just going to drag out the game it's going to make it so much longer and that's what i yeah, felt like at the world true. cup i do get what you're trying to say sometimes it's actually quite fun when it makes a big decision and it completely yeah flips i get the game on its head i get like that. what was it south korea and uh germany yeah yeah, yeah that perfect, i understood perfect example of that's the one that i definitely got it, and i was like wow maybe this could work if mm. it does decisions like that but then at the same time... Maybe just cup football then. Just have it in cup football. Yeah. Yeah, maybe actually. Maybe cup football. Yeah. That could work. <laughs> yeah, go, Premier go. League, I feel like so far, we've had two weekends of football. I don't feel like there's been any major ones. Yeah, there was a West Ham one where uh, Mane was offside. 
Yeah. But you guys were getting banged anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that meant nothing. That meant nothing. We're getting banged. We would have wasted five minutes sorting it out, yeah, but you guys still would have got banged. Listen, Elliot, let that never happen. They would have still never go in there. five minutes. So I'm just like, we just leave it out. I think also Brighton probably today wouldn't have given away that Fellaini penalty or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, fair enough, but... Yeah, and if you even when there are decisions you're like, okay, VAR would have done something. I'm like, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Like, I don't but then mind. Elliot made a good point during the World Cup. Was like it benefits the bigger teams rather than the smaller teams. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, said even VAR out. helps it evens it, it out between out. the bigger and smaller which teams, is, well, that, that's which just I a, disagreed with. But well, then that's just the referees. They need to just manage. Yeah, yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, Go on, Ibs. What would if you got? What do I hate? I just think the roughness of the game. I feel like everything is really soft. Referees are calling decisions. I'm just sucking. When it was too rough, I was about to no, slap no, you, no, bro. No, I think, I think, like, obviously, when I went to Copenhagen and I saw that substandard game between Co- FC Copenhagen <laughs> and Romy, <laughs> substandard, <laughs> so, so brutal. But I just, what I did enjoy about it was the intensity and the tackles and referees understanding, like, there are going to be clashes between players, like going for 50-50 balls. It encourages players to go in and think, you know, I could come out at the end of this with the ball. Whereas now you're seeing any time there is a challenge like that. The referee's caught blowing a whistle. So players are actually like entering a tackle and I'm thinking, fuck it, like I'm doing too much. Let me pull out of it a bit before the referee blows the whistle. Do you know what I mean? A bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely. I think me personally, it's just the the standard, but maybe that's to blame for the standard of refereeing. But, but. but then again, like it goes back to maybe what Elliot was saying as to like why it was so bad this weekend, like defensively. Maybe defenders, like the game is suited for attacking players, now, yeah. not it's defenders. What, it's why we've got so yes. many goals this weekend. Yeah, it's and like, why we're constantly breaking records for goals scored. Exactly. So I, I, I appreciate like a crunch and tackle and stuff. Um, but you can even win the ball now and it's a foul. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that, that always still just feels really strange to me. But at the same time, if that means that we just get more goals and more exciting games, then I'm not, is that not... Is that I not just fun? feel like no, it, needs it, needs it needs to be balanced. It needs to be I feel like you could still get good goals and stuff and not as probably as many goals, but you'll still get the same standard of goals and stuff. Glenn Murray got a yellow card today for backing into Lindelof for a header. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a yellow card but for then, But then there was, a, there was a time where... I mean, for years and years, that a player could just be fouled out of the game. You know, yeah, you, you Robin, see, like obviously his whole Chelsea career just absolutely got clear. Yeah, and like Messi would not be able to do half the things that he does. I love that in the game. I love that because it just proves that argument. Don't come to the Premier League thinking it's like hunky dory and you could do all of this bullshit. Yeah. But then we played him in the Champions League, and then players proved that wrong. People yeah. used to say Ronaldinho would never have been able to do what he does. He done it in Spain. Then, then he but done then he it. played Chelsea and, and took the piss. Man did yeah, like yeah, South, yeah. like Samba and Salsa in the goal. middle of the match, and then Samba <laughs> and scored a goal. Like so that's bullshit. Man did Salsa in the middle of the match. Yeah, yeah, that's. I, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I agree. Like I, I, I do feel like you have to remember as well. These players aren't just players. Like for the Premier League and, and other associations, these players are seventy million pound investments. Yeah. These are ninety million pound investments, like so. Therefore, you think they should be protected? No, no, no. They're looking at it as yeah. these are investments. So, like having some idiot going in full pelt at them, you're destroying our ninety million pound investment, <laughs> bro. What the fuck you doing, bro? This, this shit costs money. Like it's a, it's a, it's a market. Like it's a, it's a business. If if Roy Keane was playing, oh, bring way back today. He would bring have way like back billions of like pounds worth of victories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like ruined careers. The insurance would have been mad if Roy Keane <laughs> was playing today. Yeah. Yeah. The insurance would have been mad. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I would say. So go on. What, what are you going for? You going for? I'm going for Twitter because I think Twitter. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for Twitter because I think it just, just symbolizes something that I just can't get my head around in football nowadays and I think it's more so now than ever that I've started seeing it seep into stadiums where there's like this pre everyone's got a predetermined like idea that you deserve something from every game or it's like you you meant you said it jokingly earlier like just take the L you've got to accept that sometimes you're not going to be a better team and just just keep quiet about it but now everyone thinks they've got such a important opinion on everything and I know this is rich coming from us or me sitting on a podcast but everyone's got such a rigid opinion about their team and all that's so negative about everything. They go into the stadium and it's negative after 10 minutes. You know, a team get, loses an early goal and they're booing at half time, the fans are now. And I think it is this like social media um, influence on the game that is just, I think it's, it's fine if it was like something that I didn't have to pay attention to and it was like away from my view. But when you go into the stadium and you can hear it, you can hear those like, crap views that someone's formed on Twitter I just I really struggle with it now I, I like Twitter I like I like people being able to 
like give their opinions and like whatever people come together and suddenly an opinion has formed between a whole group of people I think that's fine. I think that's okay. I think also there's going to be dumbasses that find other people that share the same idea as them and then come to the stadium and probably express it. Yeah. But that's, it's like, again, it's like life. In life, you have absolute morons mm. who are targeted and then pick up this this idea but then and bit. then express it. And uh, But the majority might not agree with them, but it's just another form of like football and life like interaction. But then I think uh, because it's online, it, it removes life from it because it's like this weird bastardization version of life because you're detached from it right so like if if it used to, it used to be just you go to the game and there's that human element of like you're watching that player play you're probably going to be easier on him but if you can do it from the comfort of your sofa and you're like, it's easy, like it's a hate campaign to absolutely be brutal yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean for me I always I think, I think two things I don't ever blame the platform because the platform is just a platform I blame yeah, the people I mean, on the platform yeah. Like, yeah so like for me all I think is yeah if these players weren't tweeting about it they'll just be talking about it at the local pub or wherever they can they'll be just voicing their opinions anyway it just happens that they've got a platform where it's on it's, it's social media like they can express their their opinions to a whole number of people um so that's my first thing the second thing is i do feel like sometimes it's easier to focus on the most outrageous things said not just the normal the norm. thing yeah because yeah, yeah. I, I feel like most people on twitter like even if it's negative it's cool calm constructive even a bit pissed off but it's still entertaining yeah. negative or positive and then you got like that maybe 5% that are really either racist, sexist, homophobic, whatever it is, you got that 5%. But because they're so outrageous, you f- it's easy to just focus on what they're saying because it's, it's so like, oh my God, you're not allowed to say that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm trying to say? And I also, I had another point, but I forgot. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think when, <laughs> when the media picks up on it and then yeah. runs it, like, wow, this is what this fan base think. Yeah. Yes. No, the fan base don't think that. That's a minority. About of the fan thirty base. people mentioned yeah. it on Twitter and all like retweeted these, yeah. each other. And I think I think that that's is, it. That is like the. So I'm. I'm. It's probably playing into exactly what you're saying. I'm. I'm complaining that people are booing at half time, yeah. but it's probably a minority of fans that are in there booing yeah. at half time. Yeah, yeah. But I focus on that. Yeah. I think that's why it's like a weird cycle of just like, I hate that I even give into it. I, I hear it and it affects me and all this, and I can't focus on the positive for some reason. No, no, you're right. But it's, this, I don't want to go back to it again, but it's like Arsenal and this new administration and this new manager. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, how much time does he have to like get his ideas across? Cause mm. no, no one's patient. Everyone wants him out already. Cause he's lost two games, but no actual Arsenal fans at the stadium seem to be thinking this. It's just the media. media and the Twitter fans and even opposition fans just using propaganda and being like, let's get rid of him now. Let's get, yeah, let's get yeah, him out. Yeah. I will say this as well. Yeah. Like, I think as we're living life yet, life is getting harder for a lot of people. So like football for a lot of people are, it's like the only way out. It's like the only pleasurable thing. And when your team ain't playing good, it kind of like, it's like, okay, I've got to deal with the wife and the kids. That's just one thing. I got work. I hate work. That's another thing. Football. Yes. And then that your football team losing. It's just like family chat and crap. Work, chat and crap. Football, just chat and crap. I've got nothing but crap in my life. Like, I just want to vent my frustration. I think that's, like, the first thing. And the second thing is, like, I feel like fans are more detached from the clubs more now than they've ever been. Like, fans back in the day used to have more say in their club. Now you just got these rich owners that are buying the club. Um, and it's like, well, we're going to do whatever the hell we want. You're not going to sit there, pay your money, shut up, and let us do what we're doing. So, therefore, you're seeing frustrated fans um, because they feel like their club probably isn't even theirs anymore. You know, so you've got a cra- shitty life, and the club that you love isn't, it's yours, but it's not technically really, it's, it's not, not yours really anymore. Yours. Yeah. So, I kind of, I get the anger, but like, yeah, when you've got idiot, like, some, some of it you just can't defend. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you're hurting a, people, like you're yeah, actually going out to hurt yeah. and the people. isms and yeah. Twitter certain breeds that kind of like yeah bad stuff. Like, but it, I've I said it last season, and it's like you both your points that you make is like um, it sort of sums up as well. Like I was saying, uh, if you treat fans now like consumers, don't be surprised when the clubs get treated like a product. Yeah. And that's how it is now, you know. And I, I can completely understand that when you're paying. 60, 70 quid a ticket or maybe at Tottenham or something is going to be 1,200, 1,300 for a season ticket. If you're not happy, you are going to treat that club like a, a product that you've invested in and it's below par. Like it's, I've got a hoover and it's broken. You're going to be fucked off. Um, so I think there is that, it plays in, I mean, it's a, it's a cycle, isn't it? And I don't think it's ever going to stop unless we all start enjoying lower league football and stuff. But yeah. Which is not going to happen. 
<laughs> not after it. your Copenhagen exploits. Nah, I'm just bad. To be fair, link, 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 link to what you said. Like my actual truest hate of football is the media. I hate them. Like I like there's there's certain pundits that I love. Um, there's even certain publications that I do like. But the media, oh god, you guys just get the get me so angry. It's like negativity sells. That's all they do. It's just negativity. And like I feel like there's a lot of situations within football clubs. They make it worse between players and players, players and managers. Like a player might have a little run in with a manager, read a newspaper and think, this guy must really hate me. But like really yeah. what they've done is taken what he said out of context. Clip that one sentence. Yeah, it's like they had like a, um, I remember last season it was Jose versus um, Conte. And I think Conte got angry at Marino for saying something. And Marino, they kept going back and forth. And they went to Marino and they were like, they asked Marina what they th- what he thought of um, Conte's opinion of what he expressed earlier. And Marina just said, like, I'm not angry with him because you guys took what I said out of context. So therefore, he he based his opinion on what you guys said, not based on what I said. So I can't be angry with him. But And I just, I saw that and I was like, that happens so much. We probably don't see it, you know, because a lot of things are behind closed doors. For example, Popo and Marina. We don't know what their relationship's like. Yeah. But like, I can imagine that it only intensifies because... They read about what yeah. each other and you, saw them, yeah. and you saw them trying to trigger Marino yeah, into saying something. Yeah, you even yeah. saw them try to trigger Popo into yeah. saying something. Yeah. What, did, what did the manager say at half, like half time and full time? It's like... Just waiting, just for, waiting for him to slip up. And it, I, I, that I hate. I hate it with a passion. It's for the content. It's all for the content. It is. It is. It's for the clicks and the... Clickbait. Click. Clickbait. Clickbait. Yeah. Um, before we leave the podcast, should we maybe say a quick love? What we love, maybe? Or... Um, oh, you don't really focus on love. You no, I love. I love that we're <laughs> we're sitting here doing the podcast, and I do this magazine where twenty odd people in there's about twenty two contributors to this magazine, and they all offer their time for free because we all love football, mm, you know. And that, there's nothing else that I know that people embrace that closely, and and people that I mean, I'm, I might I don't want to make it too magazine centric and stuff, but there's illustrators and there's people that work contribute um, content for a magazine that get paid very well to do what they do and they they do it for free for us because they just want this little access to football and this little like I just love doing anything to do with football and that's that's amazing right there's, there's yeah, nothing great. that brings us us all together like so easily um, and that's globally as well you know people buy our magazine in different countries and listen to this podcast in countries all over the place and nothing I can't, I've never seen anything that has that sort of uh, binding effect. Gotta love that. That's great. Well, I think we've got to leave it on that then because that was great. I can't beat that. Um, no, don't try and beat it. You did. You that was a sign. You just insane. say, yeah, I can't beat it either. You love Hosselu. I it? love Hosselu. <laughs> <laughs> I love Everton. <laughs> and you know what my greatest love is? My greatest love is Mike fucking Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love you, mate. Sports Direct to the End sponsored this podcast. Oh, you sponsored post. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Oh, no, thanks for <laughs> for this. Mike, you got me. Mike, you got me, mate. Anyway, we're going to leave it there. Um, again, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, the YouTube um, and the Instagram is Top Corner Mag. Um, subscribe, like, share. Also, issue nine coming out in September the second. Second, yeah, and you can pre-order now on topcornermagazine.com. Yep. So great. Peace.